Howdy. This is the Views from the Shop podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today it is Friday, January 26, 2024. And I wish you a very, very, very happy Dental Drill Appreciation Day. Today's show on this Friday is, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports. And I tell you what, each day, it's a new opportunity, and the Ohio State University Buckeyes have a few opportunities or days to get prepared to take on Northwestern coming up here tomorrow on Saturday. The Wildcats, of course, fresh off an overtime win over Illinois coming on Wednesday night. On today's show, we're going to cover the top storylines, matchups, keys to the game, predictions, and more for this one. We'll talk, is this a trap game for Northwestern? We'll talk about the Wildcats' very, very unique record at home so far this year. We'll talk Bowen Hardman, how Ohio State can win, and more, and more, and more. Everything will be covered in this one. And as we get into it, I again will ask, but I hope that you appreciate that all of this content that I bring you is always free. Nothing here is hidden. There's no paywalls. All I do is simply ask that you follow wherever you are getting your podcast. Subscribe. Find us on Twitter, on Instagram, and on YouTube so I can continue to bring you the Ohio State basketball content that I'd like to do. Every single week, I'm in contact with someone within the program. There's not many out there covering exclusively Ohio State basketball. So if you aren't against it, go ahead and hit follow right now. I'm talking to you. Yes, you. Hit follow and... On the tweet, if you haven't even seen the tweet yet, just go to Twitter or X and find Views from the Shop podcast. Just type it in real quick. It should pop up because you should hopefully follow that account. And just like the tweet. Hit heart on the tweet that posts this episode. That'll get it out to more eyes. And we will appreciate that, of course. So thank you for being here today. Let's talk Ohio State taking on Northwestern. And overall, I would say at this point in the season, we know Ohio State basketball is not where we would like it to be. But this feels like a very weird, nebulous part of the season, if you will, where Ohio State has two teams back to back here who we can't really be sure whether or not they're good. Ohio State just lost to Nebraska, of course. Nebraska, no offense to those who husk corn, but they have no track record of success in basketball. I went back and looked just because I was curious. Do you know how many 20-win seasons they have this century? That's 23 years now. Now, they're probably going to eclipse 20 wins this season, but this century, they have two seasons in which they've won 20 games or more. And now this season, they're good? Are we sure? Are we positive that Nebraska basketball is good? Yeah, that record looks great. But Ken Palm, the net rankings, not really buying into Nebraska yet because that record is full of fluff. 
from the non-conference. So maybe when we're February 26th, instead of January 26th, we'll have a much better feel on what Nebraska is. But at this point, jury's still out on that. Northwestern, I, I would argue that it's an extremely similar case. Obviously, it's different in that they had a great year last season, and they're still a very serious Big Ten contender this season. They've been really, really good at home, which we'll talk about. They just knocked off Illinois, and we'll talk about some other wins that they've got. But Northwestern here sitting at 13-5, and 4-3 and three in the Big Ten. Actually, I believe they're 14-5 and five and 5-3 five and three now in the Big Ten. They started Big, play, Big Ten play with a win over Purdue. Second season in a row, by the way, they've toppled Purdue at home. That's how they started Big Ten play. Two games later, in December, they lost to Chicago State. Hmm. Then they put up 56 points on DePaul. DePaul sitting in the basement of the Big East, I believe, maybe them or Georgetown. But what's the difference between those two schools? They were then crushed by Illinois. And, of course, they beat Illinois in a thriller two nights ago. And since then, in between the the first splattering they received from Illinois and the game a couple nights ago, they've kind of dilly-dallied around the Big Ten like most teams in the conference have. And they've had a win there, a loss there. Overall, they rank 56th in Ken Palm, Ohio State, by the way. Can you believe, just for a second, just stop and pause for a second, okay? So I'm on Twitter all the time, right? I'm seeing what Ohio State fans are saying and lamenting and complaining about and opining about with whatever the word choice may be there. And I get it, okay? No one within the Ohio State basketball program wants this team to be bad and wants to see the production that they have. But would you believe the difference in mood between Ohio State and Northwestern? And then would you believe that Ohio State is ranked Six spots higher in Ken Palm. And 10 spots higher in the net rankings. You would never believe that. Ohio State is 50th in Ken Palm. Northwestern is 56. And you would think based on the Twitter vibes, Ohio State is, I don't know, 177th. And Northwestern is like third or something like that. And I get it. The the standard between Ohio State and Northwestern basketball, very, very different. But it needs to be said, if you just look at what's on Twitter, you would assume that Ohio State is outside the top 100 in Ken Palm. They're not. And not only that, but they're ranked higher than Northwestern in Ken Palm, thanks to Ohio State playing, in large part, a much better non-conference schedule. But regardless, what do we expect from Northwestern in this one? Are they actually good? Well, you dive into the stats and you see they don't really blow you away statistically like a top Big Ten team should. They're averaging 74 points per game this season, giving up 69 points per game this season. Both of those numbers are above average, above the the, the median of where you would like to be offensively and defensively. Really, really poor rebounding team, both offensive rebounding numbers and defensive rebounding numbers, but... This team, Northwestern, just plays basketball well. And I would assume that there were a fair amount of people tuning in to the Northwestern-Illinois game. I, of course, did watch that game. It felt like the right thing to do with Ohio State taking on Northwestern 
coming up here on Saturday and I having not much else to do with my Wednesday evening. I watched this game and I've seen a fair amount of Northwestern so far this year. Northwestern is last year's Penn State, if I can put it that way. They've got 16.2 assists per game, averaging right now. That's 91st percentile in college basketball. They are averaging 8.9 turnovers per game, less than nine turnovers per game. That is not fifth percentile in the NCAA. That is fifth in the NCAA. Only four teams take care of the basketball better than Northwestern, and they're sixth in the nation in assist-to-turnover ratio. Now, outside of that, look at their shooting numbers. 46.9% field goal percentage. That's 84th percentile in college basketball, and they're shooting over 37% from deep. That's 91st percentile in college basketball this season. So Northwestern as a whole, while some of their stats simply will not blow you away, the passing, the shooting, assist numbers, all predicated off of supreme spacing, motion, ball movement, the blobs, the slobs, the half court. It doesn't matter with Northwestern. This is a very well-balanced team that moves the ball really well, that can shoot the ball from deep, Boo Booey is really good, but they don't just rely on Boo Booey. And we'll talk about some of those other players here in a little bit as well. But Northwestern as a team just built really, really, really well. They are built to win basketball games, not with a bunch of five and four stars, but with, I don't know, IQ, with, I don't know, playing good team basketball, with shooting well, with finding guys with moving well. They've got four players averaging double figures, points per game numbers, obviously led by Boo Booey, but Brooks Barnheiser still there. Ryan Langborg comes in this year. He's playing well. Ty Berry, again, still there. Matthew Nicholson averaging five points per game, but he's a player as well who has an impact for Northwestern. So this is a complete team. And again, a team that would remind me of last year's Penn State. So how about storylines in this one? As you head into Ohio State Northwestern, what should you be talking about, thinking about? What are the biggest things heading into this game? Well, I've got five of them for you. And number one is easy, and this will be the number one storyline for every Ohio State Big Ten road game until it is not. And that is very simple. Will Ohio State win a Big Ten road game? Ohio State, as we know, has not won a Big Ten road game since January 1st of 2023. That's over a calendar year. Saturday, tomorrow, it will be 391 days, almost 13 full calendar months since Ohio State won a Big Ten game on the road. However, I come to you bearing good news. The good news is that Ohio State's last road win was over these Northwestern Wildcats. Now, the issue here is that Northwestern is really, really good at home. That's another storyline. And I'm not going to talk about that right now because I'm going to continue the conversation on Ohio State. That one is very simple. Can Ohio State win on the road in the Big Big Ten? We'll find out on Saturday if they can finally get that monkey off their back. Number two storyline that I'm watching here in this Ohio State Northwestern game. Can anyone, can literally anyone help Bruce Thornton? Bruce Thornton is averaging 16 points per game this season. 
Is that number correct? I've got some different numbers here, and I want to make sure that that is correct. So please hold really quick as I go find Bruce Thornton's numbers. Yeah, he's averaging 16 points per game for the Buckeyes this season. He's been the most productive, most consistent, best offensive producer for Ohio State so far this season. In the last five games, are you aware of these numbers from Roddy Gale and Jamison Battle? Roddy Gale is averaging 10 points per game in his last five. That's over three points per game less than his season average. And that season average has plummeted. So if you look at, well, I won't say plummeted. I did actually just say plummeted, so I guess I have to. Uh, the, The season average for Roddy Gale has decreased steadily over the last five. So while he's averaging 10 in his last five, and that's over three points per game less than his season average, at one point, he was above 14, 15 points per game basis, was Roddy Gale. Now he's down to 10. Jamison Battle, another player who has been very, very good for Ohio State this season. In his past five games, he's averaging 12 points per game. That's over two points per game less than his season average. So from right at that spot, you've got Roddy Gale and Jamison Battle averaging a combined five points per game, almost six points per game less than they had been averaging before this first or or this last five-game stretch. That's a lot of points in the grand scheme of things. Six points in a game, that's taking Ohio State from 83 points to 77, from 75 to 70 or 69. That's when, When you're playing in the Big Ten, when the margins are that slim, That's going to be felt, and it has been felt. Let's talk Dale Bonner. Remember when Ohio State took on Miami of Ohio? How enjoyable that game was? That was one of the the most consistent beatdowns from minute one to minute 40 that Ohio State enjoyed this season. Dale Bonner went three of six from deep against Miami. Since then, he has made three three three-pointers out of 24 attempts. Three of six against Miami. He's three of 24 since then from deep. He has not given Ohio State anything. Evan Mahaffey is really the only player excused from this conversation when it comes to supporting Bruce Thornton. He's averaging three points per game more than his season average over his past five. He'll get the pass. And Bruce Thornton, his numbers in his last five are also down. The offensive production has been really bad, but I think it's mostly because of the fact that no one is stepping up to help Bruce Thornton. And when it's all Bruce Thornton, he can't shoulder the entire load for Ohio State. He's really, really good. But a team can't function with just one player. Look at what LeBron did with the Cavs when they had to go take on the Spurs in the NBA Finals. And he's playing with guys like myself out there in the starting five. Doesn't go well. You need help. And newsflash... Hate to break it to you, um, Bruce Thornton, not quite on the level LeBron James was in like 08 or whenever those NBA Finals were. No offense to Bruce Thornton. He's very good, but he's not LeBron James. He needs a little bit more support. Can Ohio State give him that in this one? Bowen Hardman, is he going to get more minutes? Now, I, I, I've spoken with Ohio State a little bit, and by the time this podcast is out, it, it will be before the the press conference on Friday afternoon that typically takes place with a coaching staff member and with a player. I have no idea what the plan will be for Bowen Hardman. I haven't had the chance to ask anyone at Ohio State about that. 
but 11 points in seven minutes against Nebraska. He gave Ohio State a spark. I gave my take on this pretty early on after the Nebraska game. It's probably not sustainable. Again, Bowen Hardman at the very bottom of a scouting report, and he's playing in garbage time. So can he give 25 minutes and score on a on a per 40 minutes basis the way that he did? You would be crazy to think that he can, but it is worth noting that he gave Ohio State a spark. So it'll be interest, interesting to see if he gets some additional minutes in this one after his play against Nebraska. Now, on the Northwestern side, can Northwestern be beat at home? The Wildcats are 4-0 in Big Ten play at home this season, including wins over Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue. I don't care who you are in the Big Ten. How many teams can carry a 3-0 record against Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue at home? I can tell you three teams that can't. Purdue, Michigan State, and Illinois. Outside of that, Wisconsin Maybe, maybe they can, and I should have checked beforehand to see if Wisconsin has played all three of these teams at home. I would assume not at this point, but regardless of whether or not you're at home, how many teams can go 3-0 against Illinois, Michigan State, and Purdue at home or not at home? That's very impressive. The home court advantage at Northwestern is very real. Those fans are ruthless. The student section is extremely extremely energetic just ask Terrence Shannon Jr. after Wednesday night how that went so Northwestern insane at home very very good at home and in Big Ten play they're 10 and 1 at home overall this season they've been really really good this is going to be tough for Ohio State and the last storyline that I would talk to in this one is this a trap game for Northwestern now We must define what a trap game is. We must give the formula. You can't just throw out the term trap game without actually having a a predefined mm, way of describing what a trap game is. So here's the formula. It takes part in the schedule, first of all. You need a big game, and then you need a quote-unquote lesser opponent, you could say, and then a look-ahead game. So let's look at how that shakes out for Northwestern, big game to start. Check. Illinois, won that game at home. Then in the middle, you need a, quote, lesser opponent. And by lesser opponent, I simply mean lesser opponent than the game you're about to play. So you've got Ohio State now in this one. And the look-ahead game, does Northwestern have that? Well, if you happen to find Northwestern's men's basketball schedule, you will see that this upcoming week after playing Ohio State Northwestern is going to play Purdue. So part of this formula has already been satisfied. The other thing that you need for a trap game, in my opinion, is that first big game, it needs to be emotional. It needs to be emotionally exhausting, not just physically exhausting, that's a nice plus, but the emotional aspect where You win a big game, and you feel like you just need to take a breath because it wore on you. And that's exactly what happened for Northwestern. The final minutes of regulation for Northwestern against Illinois was super tight, incredible plays, a couple nice dunks on each end. It it was a really, really fun game to watch. And not only did you have that, but Northwestern just had a big 
They, they, you can just take a sigh of relief. The fact that you get out of there with the win. So the entire formula here is satisfied. You've got a big game. You've got a lesser opponent before a look-ahead game. And you're coming off an emotionally taxing big win for Northwestern. So I would absolutely qualify this as a trap game for Northwestern taking on Ohio State. That is what should give Ohio State some extra hope in this one. So those are the storylines I've got for you. We've got to get to some predictions, some keys to the game, banger bets, watch list, and some final thoughts, of course, in this one. But before we do that, I've got to talk to you about college basketball analytics. That's cbbanalytics.com. You can go to cbbanalytics.com right now and find the best stats and metrics anywhere in college basketball. You can see insane splits like the last five comparing that to a full season. The last 10 in-conference, out-of-conference game, home games, away games, first-half stats, second-half stats, overtime stats, specific and custom date ranges, and much, much more. You can see shooting zones. You can see on-off stats. You can see combo stats, all of these different types of things. So when you formulate your opinions about Ohio State basketball or anything else, you can at least back it up with stats from College Basketball Analytics. Go to cbbanalytics.com. You can sign up for an account and get an entire month free using the code SHOT. That's S-C-H-O-T-T, SHOT, to get an entire month free. That's cbbanalytics.com. We thank them for being a sponsor of today's show. All right, let's dig into some keys to the game for this one. And I think for Ohio State, uh, it doesn't necessarily start here, but there's a couple big-time starting points where if you want to beat Northwestern, you have to do these three things, in my opinion. And number one that I've got listed here is you've got to contain Boo Booey. I don't know. I, my sources have not shared with me if Boo Booey will be back for his 11th season next year in college basketball. But for now, at least, we know Ohio State must guard him on Saturday night. He's averaging 18.5 points per game, 5.3 assists per game. He's shooting 36% from the three-point line while shooting 15 field goals per game. Uber efficient with the ball in his hands, takes care of the basketball. He can distribute. He can make from anywhere, and not only anywhere. He's got range. He can make from well behind the three-point line. He's been really good behind the arc. He's been really good sharing the ball. Boo Booey is to Northwestern as mm, I would say Dwayne Washington was to Ohio State, maybe potentially, where if you can stop this guy and he can he can really do a lot for you, then you're going to have a good shot of, of really slowing down the offense. And that may not be the best example because I just thought of it off the top of my head. But given the amount of time I had to to give that example, yeah, it's the best example that that anyone could ever think of, of course. So you have that. With Ohio State Northwestern, you've got to be able to contain Boo Booey. Outside of that, another key to this game, and I'm going to stay on the Ohio State defensive end for this one, you've got to stay active defensively. I talked about some of the numbers for Northwestern, but here's some more numbers just to add to the impressive nature of the Wildcats offense. Boo Booey, I already mentioned him, shooting 36% from deep. Brooks Barnheiser, Shooting 36% from deep. Ryan Langbord, Princeton transplant, I believe. 
38% from deep. And Ty Berry will not leave college basketball. 42% from deep. Exceptional three-point shooting team. The only team better shooting from deep in the Big Ten this season, the Northwestern, is Nebraska. Already spoke about their elite assist numbers, and it's thanks to their elite off-ball action. This team wins by being patient. They they rank 7th percentile in pace in college basketball. It's very slow. They don't get a lot of shots up, but they use these long possessions to move the ball. Their players move off the ball, and they win through passing and getting good shots up while taking care of the basketball. That means for Ohio State, you're going to have to be active defensively. You're going to have to know what your defensive keys are. You're going to have to know how you're defending screens. You're going to have to know how you are defending specific players. And if you can do that, if you can put the pressure on Northwestern offensively, you're going to have at least a shot to win this game. But it's not going to be easy. This Northwestern team is really, really good offensively. They've got the shooters. We know what Brooks Barnharzer can do, by the way. In in last year's game against Ohio State in February, the game that Ohio State lost, I believe he went off in that one. Let me just let me check real quick. I'm gonna look like an idiot if he didn't. Yeah, he had seven or sorry, not 17. He had 19 points. That was tied with Boo Booey, and he was four of seven from deep. So Ohio State's seen what Brooks Barnheiser can do. We know what Boo Booey can do. Ohio State will get his first crack at Ryan Langboard this season. But again, you've got to stay active defensively. You've got to stay focused. Every possession is going to count for Ohio State. They've got to be tight defensively. Last key to the game that I'll give. I think I have uncovered the root for why Ohio State has been so sluggish offensively in the past five games or so. Wow, this is bad. Okay, in the past five games, they're averaging 1.6 points per game in transition. 1.6. Now, that may make you already baby barf, but what if I told you this? Would it make you feel any better if that is, I don't even know how to say this, zeroth percentile in the NCAA? Zorth? Zero? Zero with? They are, they are zero with percentile in the NCAA in points in transition. Fast break points, I should say, in the past five games. That is awful. That also supports a 7.4 points per game off turnovers. That as well is zero with percentile. So first of all, Ohio State is not forcing enough turnovers in the past five and in this one, they likely won't get the chance. Northwestern takes care of the basketball. They have long, slow possessions. So the amount of turnovers, amount of chances they'll get to force turnovers are not going to be there. Good assist numbers, squeezing the orange. They're likely not going to get the chance to force turnovers. But that doesn't mean you can't still score off fast break points. Northwestern, very, very bad rebounding team. Offensive rebounding production Defensive rebounding production and offensive and defensive rebounding rates. Both not good. Bottom line here for Ohio State. They have not been good enough in the half court in the last five games. Their production overall has been bad offensively. This is the root. 
They have not been pushing the ball. They have not been scoring off of fast break points. Go push the ball. Go run. You see Chris Holtman sometimes encouraging his guys to run when they get a rebound. It's almost like they're surprised and they need permission from Chris Holtman before they can go push the ball. Go do it in this one. Please, go do it. All right. Banger bets, and then I got a prediction for you, and then we're getting right on out of here. You know, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to share that. Sorry. Uh, banger bets in this one. That that feels wrong to say. I just I, I didn't get I didn't get permission to share that a, a tidbit of knowledge. So uh, I'm just I'm not gonna burn I'm not gonna burn someone on that. Which would be burning this podcast, by the way. Okay, banger bets. Um, Felix Akpara. He's had seven plus rebounds in each of his past five games before his dud against Nebraska, where I believe he had one rebound. Northwestern, very poor rebounding team. We've already talked about it. This number will likely come in at seven and a half, but if it's six and a half, I don't care if it's minus 150. Let's take it. We're going to be looking at Felix Akpara's rebounding line in this one. The other banger bet that we'll be taking a look at is the under in this one. Ohio State's offensive production has not been good, and in their games in the Big Ten so far this season, this season specifically in January. So in January, this month, Ohio State games have averaged 142 points per game total points. We know their offense production has been bad, 25th percentile in pace so far this season. So we don't expect a lot of points from Ohio State necessarily. They're just, they've been very efficient, but in the past five, they haven't even been efficient offensively. So we don't expect their games in terms of volume or production to give you a lot of points. Northwestern, on the other hand, their games in Big Ten play in January, averaging 151 points per game. So that's a good nine points more. You'd like to see a little less variance there. But if you take out the two Illinois games, one that was in overtime, the other where Illinois just waxed Northwestern, that number drops down to 146. Now, Northwestern is 7th percentile in pace. So you've got Ohio State 25th percentile, Northwestern 7th percentile. Combine that with the fact that if you average Northwestern and Ohio State's games, you would be expecting around 144 points in this one when removing variance we'll take a look what the number is but if we're at 144 we're going to take the under we'll see what that number comes out with okay those are your two banger bets to keep an eye on predictions for this one so one thing that we need to notice that i also have not mentioned yet ohio state has a huge rest advantage in this one not only did ohio state play on tuesday against nebraska and northwestern played on wednesday ohio state has a full 24 hours of rest advantage. Plus, what I know from speaking with the coaching staff is on Wednesday, Ohio State took the day off. They did not practice. Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, they're typically practicing in the afternoon. They did not practice on Wednesday afternoon. On Wednesday afternoon, Northwestern was having a shoot around getting ready to play Illinois. And then on Wednesday evening, they were warming up to play Illinois. And then on Wednesday night at about 11.30 or 11 o'clock, I guess we'll say, Eastern time, Northwestern was finishing off a 45-minute marathon against Illinois. So Ohio State has a huge rest advantage in this one, which is very, very, very difficult to come by in January, February, doesn't matter. In Big Ten play, when you're in a conference play, teams are playing pretty much on the same days. You're not going to have much of a rest advantage. 
Ohio State has a huge advantage there. But again, Northwestern is a hostile place to play. 4-0 this season at home, 10-1 at home overall. Saturday night, in-conference game, 8.30 tip-off. That's going to give the the fans plenty of juice. But I'm declaring this a trap game. Northwestern coming off a huge overtime win with emotional swings over a top 15 AP poll ranked team. Buckeyes, again, they have the rest advantage. Northwestern has a Purdue matchup upcoming, their next game after Ohio State. And on the flip side, Ohio State can't afford to look ahead. By the way, this locker room, from what I'm hearing, is still completely bought in. Completely bought in on Chris Holtman, completely bought in on turning this around. The issue and what I've heard is that the root right now for why Ohio State has not been playing well, part of it is just confidence. This team does not, they haven't won last season. The the freshman, now sophomore class coming in, dealt with a brutal stretch of Big Ten play last season. And now they're kind of in the midst of it again. And I think you've heard Chris Holtman kind of say this a little bit on the record as well. But the, the confidence aspect is, is where Ohio State has struggled this season. They just are still learning how to win, which is something that as an outsider, as a fan, you would say that's dumb. You don't need to learn how to win. You do. You do need to learn how to win. And Ohio State hasn't mastered that yet. So they can't afford to look ahead. This is a a supreme A+. The alarms are, are ringing, I guess. The gongs are clanging. That this is a high alert trap game. So you have that. So that, along with the rest, that is going to be good indications that Ohio State can win the game. However, I just don't like this matchup for Ohio State. Even with the Buckeyes rebounding production, they've not been able to take advantage against poor rebounding teams this season. Michigan, Nebraska, two very recent examples of that. Northwestern also does a phenomenal job limiting fast break points, both on a points per game basis and a percentage of points given up basis. So where Ohio State is good, and in matchups that they should be able to take advantage of this season, they've not been able to. And where they might be able to get ahead of Northwestern, Northwestern is pretty good. So you have the hostile environment. Maybe maybe Ohio State covers the spread, whatever the number may be, which is another one that I'll be looking at for the banger bets. But I just, I don't love this matchup for Ohio State at all. So I'm going to pick Northwestern. In this one to pick up the win to continue their momentum i'm not at all going to be surprised if ohio state wins and of course no one's going to be disappointed if ohio state wins i try to be optimistic about this program while being realistic i try not to be too pessimistic because there's way too many people out there being pessimistic about the program right now i just try to be real but honestly i just don't like this matchup for ohio state and i hate to end the podcast that way i really do but i think northwestern is going to pull this out uh, stay off of Twitter on Saturday night if Ohio State loses. It's it's going to be a bloodbath out there. By the way, if you're if you're listening at this point in the show, I would assume that you are a, a truest of true Ohio State Buckeye fans. Look, there's been... Hmm, how do I say this? Hmm, the, the mood at Ohio State basketball is so extreme that it shocks people. It shocks people within the program 
And when players see this, you need to rebound. Rebound? What the heck is that? You need to remember that these players are still humans just like you. Imagine you, Ohio State basketball hater, if you are one, or if you are one who is public about your displeasure of Ohio State basketball, that's fine. But if you are tagging at Ohio State hoops or players or going on message boards, whatever it may be, just imagine that I and Evan Mahaffey and Chris Holtman just pull up to your place of work every morning and say, fire this guy. Get rid of this guy. He sucks. How is he still here? He he doesn't do this right. He doesn't do that right. How does he still have a job? Fire him every morning. Every morning that happens as you walk into work. How awful would that be? Remember, these people are still human. So if you have hate to hurl, please just keep it to yourself. So there's that. All right. Ohio State's going to take on Northwestern. 8.30 Eastern tip-off on Saturday night. We will be there to live tweet the game for you, to talk about it, and, of course, to review the matchup for Ohio State in this one. I think it will be an uphill battle for Ohio State, but not one that they can't win. Appreciate you listening to this one. I will shut up before you shut me off. Please do share the show. By the way, tell a friend. And go Bucks.